This is Bridges of Hope with your host, John Matuthle, a renowned motivational speaker and cultural intelligence coach, facilitator, and bridge builder. This is Bridges of Hope, building bridges that connects destinies. John's going to share the word, but let me just say the Lord used this man to prevent a civil war in South Africa, in Sienakov. When the EFF were coming in, the Red Brigade and the farmers were driving in, everybody weapons, scouts, uh, sorry, snipers on the hills there. The Lord used him to prevent a civil war. And I know he's not taking any glory for that, but God used instruments, key people in key times. So um, out of that, the Lord has positioned him with a ability to build bridges like no one else I've ever seen. He's a healer and a a kingdom nation builder and maybe even president one day. John? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a big one. (laughs) Amen. Yo, hallelujah. Are you excited? This this, this is really exciting to hear what the Lord is doing. Thank you so much, um, Arno. And this is Arno's book. Uh, Maybe you will talk more about it. Um, yes, but we're really blessed to really see what God is doing in our land. Amen. There's been so much investment in terms of prayer going into this nation and prophetic word. And I mean, real stuff, not just ideas and people wishing things on our land, but really hearing from God what, what, what is to come. Amen. And, and I believe we're living in that Kairos moment, Arno where the Lord is saying the time has come. The time is now. Amen? And that's why we're talking about um, time to rise. It's not a church. It's not an organization. It's not denomination. But it's the remnant taking its place within this nation. Hallelujah. A remnant of God. The ecclesia, as Arno says. So, it's, it's, it's so exciting to really be part of this. I mean, one, sometimes I, I, I pinch myself. Is, 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 is this really real? Am, am I part of this wonderful thing that God is doing in this nation? You know? Amen. And that's why I just want to share with you, especially about hope. Because I think it's the time, this is a very important time that we must not lose hope. You know, there's a, there's a sideshow that the enemy is doing uh, just to distract us and to throw this nation into a place of despair. But I believe that this remnant, this remnant that God is rising in this nation will begin to have something that can draw the whole nation into alignment with what God is doing. Amen? So we, we, we're not going to buy the sideshow story of the enemy as the church. Amen? As the people who knows their God, we're not going to be part of that party on the side. But there is a new party. There is a party that is happening right here in the middle. You know, both sides, they've got their own parties. But we've got a party here. It's called God's party. And it's a party of hope. Hallelujah. It's a celebration of what God is about to unleash over the nation. And I want to be there. Hallelujah. I want to be part of that. I've brought my family here. Not there, not there, but here. 
where God is busy working. Amen? You know, when we read in the book of Habakkuk, I'm not going to take long. Um, I just pray that my pastoral <laughs> uh, instincts will not kick in, but I really want to um, quickly just share this with you so that it stays with you. So I'm really not going to take long. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm praying for myself. Hallelujah. In the book of Haggai, uh, yeah, Haggai, hallelujah, chapter 2, I just want to quickly read it, chapter 2, verse 6, it says, for, the, uh, for, for thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once it is in a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. And I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with the glory, saith the Lord of hosts. Did you catch that? God says in the little while I will, there will be a shaking. The shaking is already taking place. It's already happening. There's a shaking in different levels. There's a shaking that is happening with people. Even some of the people sitting in this place, there's a shaking that is happening. But the shaking is not a sign for despair or destruction. The shaking is not a signal for the end. But the shaking is creating an environment, a place even in the spirit for a miracle of revival to happen. How will we celebrate and be grateful of the move of God if we don't have the hunger? If we don't have anything or something that brings that hunger, where a nation hungers for God to show up. You know, people come into a place and say, God, we have come to the end of ourselves. We need something different. We need something of God in this nation. Because God shows up when people want him to show up. That's why sometimes God will let things to break. Hallelujah. He doesn't break people. He doesn't bring the breaking. But sometimes he allows it. And use it to create a hunger and thirst in people to say, God, we need you. So the shaking is happening. Ukraine, uh, Russia, the collapse of the economy of the world. So it's happening at every level. But there is a reason why it's happening. It's for revival to break open. Hallelujah. I believe it with all of my heart. This is not a wish. This is what God is doing in this nation. And I believe that in as South Africa, we are positioned strategically, even spiritually. We are strategically positioned to become the carriers of that revival and that hope. So let's quickly read um, Colossians. Amen. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. Quickly, it says, to whom God would make known 
What is the riches of the glory and the mystery amongst Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory? Christ in us, the hope of glory. Come on, people. If revival is going to break over South Africa, if revival is going to break over the world, if God's going to do something in the nations, God's got to have somebody that will be pregnant and conceive of that revival. And from what we read here, the Bible says Christ, the mystery that has been waiting, the world has been waiting upon for that mystery to be revealed. That mystery is inside of us. Hallelujah. And that mystery is the hope for glory. Come on, people. What is the glory? What is the glory? If the glory falls in this church right now, that will be a revival. And that's what, by the way, that's what I picked up when we were praying. Uh, Stuart, thank you so much, uh, Pastor Stuart and Jen. Thank you guys for having us. What a blessing, what an honor to be part of the tribe. That name is so powerful, it's, it, it's so prophetic. The tribe in the remnant nation of God. Amen. So you've got a specific place as a family, as a church in the purpose of God in this nation. Amen? Hallelujah. And what I picked up while we were praying is that the Lord, the Lord showed me that there, there is a heaviness of God over this church. You see, sometimes you, you, you get the heaviness of the enemy, but this is a different weight. It's the gabad, the glory. The word gabad means the weight of God. When God sits on something, that weight of God, and I felt the Lord says there is a weightiness upon the mission of this church, upon this church. And this weight will not be conceived by the four walls. And I'm glad we don't have walls. I can see there's not, there's not walls. And that is also prophetic because God is saying that glory is not meant to be kept in, but is meant to flow out. God is going to do something amazing in this region and in this community through this church, people. Come on, listen to what I'm saying to you. Amen. God has positioned this church here for a purpose. So a church without walls. Yes, we need to be enclosed. We need to have fences. But in the spirit, in our mission, we must not see walls. Hallelujah. Because God is saying, you are going to be the carriers of that glory. The community is waiting for that weightiness of God. And I tell you, when that weightiness of God hits the community, changes it. I mean, we were driving through and we saw the community there. And I said to Stuart, you know, this is a jewel. God has blessed you. And he added and he says, it's the Garden of Eden. You see how we start to think when we think with God. We start to see the way God sees things. And if you see what God sees, you're going to speak with God. 
I think it was Arno yesterday that said, you know, you, you need to speak with God. You speak behind God. What God says, you say. What God sees, you seize. Hallelujah. And I believe God is going to do some amazing, amazing things. And that's why it's so important as the church, we need to understand our kingdom mandate. Hallelujah. The escape mentality of the church is the biggest mistake. That is not the gospel. You see, the Bible says Jesus was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And in the gospel of the kingdom, there is also a gospel of salvation. Hallelujah. But kingdom talks about God becoming the king. Becoming the king where? <laughs> Number one, in our lives. Hallelujah. He becomes the king of my life. Meaning that he runs the show. I don't do anything until he endorses it. But that goes over that. He's not only the king over my life, but he's my, he must be the king in my territory. In the territory that he has planted me. And the communities are waiting to experience the kingship of Jesus Christ. Through us, Christ in, in me, the hope of glory. And let me say this before I leave. That hope that we carry, that hope that we carry is the revival that the world is waiting for. I don't know if there's any way we can explain hope like that one. A hope must become a fire of revival that burns and changes the hearts of people. When people are hopeless, when people are broken, when people have given hope and they thought they have come to the end, it's over. The people of God shows up and say there is hope. They begin to ignite something of God in the lives of people, in communities, in a nation. And God begins to change the nation through his people. We are hope carriers. Let me take it further. We are not only hope carriers, we are the hope. Everything about you is hope. Hallelujah. When you step in, people must see hope has showed up. Because you've got Christ in you. In school where God has planted you as a young person, when you come through those gates, hope is coming in. Everything about your life is hope. You speak hope. You work hope. You think hope. Hallelujah. Because Christ is in you. In the marketplace, we need men and women that will become hope. Hallelujah. That will transform business and bring the kingdom in that space. Come on, people. We're not called to play church. That time is over. As Arno says, that time is over. It's finished. Finito. Hallelujah. We are called to make great exploits. We are the people of great exploits. We must give up the escape mentality. You know, thinking, I just come to church. 
hear the word, just ensure, making sure that when I die, I go to heaven. There's more to the salvation that we receive, people. Come on. There's more to this kingdom. Yes, we all know we go into heaven. I mean, I want to go to heaven. Even today, and I said to Arno, you know, you, 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 the experience that we had when, when you see the faith of people, that we, we, because sometimes we come and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to give, but you're actually receiving so much. Like now, I'm standing here, but I'm receiving faith that is coming from you. Because I know, I can see when I speak these things, is a confirmation in your heart. And when I see that, I said, God, you can take me. I can go home. Hallelujah. But I must not go because the mission is not over. I still have a lot to do in the kingdom of God. And that is the heart that we need to carry as believers. We have to labor until he calls us. We don't take our hands off the plow. We keep on working until he calls you. Sometimes he calls you while you are still working. You are in the middle of harvest. And he says, your time is over. Like Miles Monroe. I mean, most of us, we were not expecting a man who, who had such an impact to go that soon. A lot of us were expecting that, you know, he will grow and he will father many. But the Lord called him on his way. He says, your time is up. And when the time is up, you go. But you go with joy. Because you know you've been a faithful servant. You've been a faithful servant. It's not about the time. But it's about the impact that God is doing through that time that he has given you. And some of us you know, we just have just a small time, a short time. But his grace upon your life will make it that you will fulfill the plan and the purpose. The mission will be accomplished. Amen. We are here to change the world. We are here to change the world. We've been praying for change in this nation. We know, every one of us, we know that God has got a great plan for this nation. We've been praying and saying, God, when is it going to happen? And I am so honored. And I thank God for this brother of mine. You see, we need people of faith and obedience. People of faith and obedience. Hearing what God says and stepping out in faith. Hearing what God says and stepping up out in, in faith. And that's what I've experienced also there in Senegal during the, the whole situation. It was a matter of obedience and faith. Because at that time, nobody thought that anything can be done because the emotions are high. But when the Lord says, do it. You step out and you say, God, I don't know how this is going to work. I might get myself killed in this situation, but I step out. And when you look back what the Lord has done with that obedience and that faith, I mean, that is priceless. 
That is priceless. Stepping out in faith because you've been commanded. You know, Jesus said to, to Peter, come, come to me. He sent his, his word. Peter received the word and then he believes the word and he steps out. And today we are reading about that miracle. Hallelujah. Do you know that there were, there, there are, there's actually only two people who walked on water in the Bible? Only two. Can you imagine? Only two walked on water. The other ones, they walked through water. <laughs> Elijah and Moses. But Jesus and Peter walked on water. What? Obedience and faith. And you know, Arno, I really want to honor you, my brother. And I know it's not about Arno. I mean, we don't have, we don't have heroes in the kingdom of God. We've got servants. But we honor one another. When he was obedient, when God said to him, this year, can you believe it? It's actually this year. January, the end of February, the Lord said, call 300 men. 300 men, the Gideon style. Call 300 men and I will speak to you. I was supposed to be part of that 300 men, but I, I'm still uh, part of the 300 men. But that time I was in Cape Town. So I couldn't make it to the meeting, but my heart and my spirit was part of the 300. And these men came together to hear God about South Africa and the plan for, for South Africa. And God gave them the plan. I mean, he will talk about it. It's amazing how God, just people coming. There was the whole wall with papers, people writing what they see the Lord is doing. And what we've just read now, that is part, that's something that came out of that prophetic time. So it's not somebody sitting in his office and thinking, you know, how can I make South Africa better? It's not a human idea. It's not people's thinking. It's God speaking to his people. Come on, people. Hallelujah. We need men and women who will seek God and say, God, speak. We want to hear what you are saying. And I can promise you, there are very smart men and women in South Africa. Intelligence, amazing. People who've got plans, you know, they can write a plan in a week. And when you look at that, you say, wow. But still, South Africa is still broken today. Because it's not the, about the intellect. It's about what God is doing, is saying in, in a season. And that's why God gave that plan in a season. So when the plan was presented to us, we said, yes, this is from God. It's not a complicated plan. It's a simple but very powerful because it is a plan that has been anointed and the breath of God on the plan. It draws people and people say, it resonates with my heart. I want to be part of this. Amen. And I do believe, people, God is on a mission, but God is on a mission with his, his children. Amen. Can we stand together and just pray together this morning? Amen. And the young people, yo, I love young people. I, I, I really love young people because I know they are the one that the enemy is targeting in this time. 
The enemy wants to steal the young, the young, young warriors in this country. And we just want to pray for them and say, God, preserve our young people. Preserve our young people, Lord. Close their eyes, uh, close their ears from the voice, a revolutionary voice, and open their ears, Lord, to the sound of revival. Close their ears from the sound of revolution and rebellion, but open their ears for the sound of revival and reformation, Lord. Draw them into that place. They are young foxes, Lord. And the fire of the Lord must be tied up in their hearts. And they must be sent out to burn the fields of the enemy in this nation. We speak over them in Jesus' mighty name. Every single one of them, Lord, in this place right now. They represent multitude of these young people, Lord that have been rallied around in this nation, Lord, giving a false hope, a false gospel, a hope of revolution and rebellion. But Lord, we call them everywhere they are. Right now, standing in this place, Lord, we speak to their spirit, Lord. We say, hear the sound of revival. In Jesus' name, wherever you are, everywhere in this nation, in the townships, in the suburbs, everywhere, in the universities, we say, hear the sound of revival in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, Lord. We humble ourselves before you. Come on, give God praise in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah in Jesus' name.